Hey guys, it's Jovan. Listen, uh, this is an additional piece that I'm doing simply because on my normal radio program, it just takes too much time to explain, but I want to explain to you what's going on with this current selected, not elected mail order malfeasance administration that's been placed in D.C. has done to relinquish our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. None of this has happened by chance, folks. It's just not happening by chance. It's by design. And I truly believe you need to understand what's coming so you can protect your family against it. But we have a big issue that's about to come down in a week when the final paperwork is signed between our country and the World Health Organization. And it's going to give the World Health Organization to total control, and I mean total control, over the United States of America when it comes to future pandemic policy. You think our lockdowns were bad, and people forget, even with COVID, you know, all these tests that were bought to test everybody benefited China. The test came from China. China is the one that made the money, trillions of dollars on us. But they're about to be in control of how our nation responds during a pandemic. This is a problem. I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to go item by item so you understand the who, what, when, where, and how of what went on and how this is wildly dangerous for us. And in five days, it may be totally signed off on by this selected, not elected, maladministration. So hang tight. It's going to be an interesting program. Let's get started. He's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics. They all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Hey guys, it's Jovan. Just a couple things before we start. I want to thank you for being part of my Locals supporter group. And I am still on the mission to get about 3,500 new full supporters for our work here on Locals. I take very seriously my job to make you the smartest patriot in the room. And with that, we hope we provide incredible content to you that's meaningful to your life and helps you fight this war. I'm asking if you have the ability to spread the word about my Locals, especially spread the word to people about becoming a full supporter of my Locals channel. To support all of the data evidence that we created forensically for Maricopa County, Arizona, costs us about $16,000 a month, month in and month out, just to house that data. If we can get about 3,500 new full supporters here on Locals, we will have covered that expense. So we would appreciate any help you can spreading the message to people to become a supporter of our work on Locals. Now, additionally, in this fight to save America, if you haven't already checked out makewokegobroke.click, it's not .com.click, I really encourage you to do it. The results are amazing. It is so refreshing to see America's fighting back, and even just our small fraction of this has been able to take away $50 million dollars getting Americans just to switch their habits 
from these woke corporations to American-owned, family-owned, American-made. This is a blessing for America. This could be a blessing for you, too. It's a very simple program, but it is the way we fight with our dollars. It's not about buying new things or even more things. It's just about making the conscious choice to not have your money Go to the woke corporations. We'll walk you through it personally. If you've already filled out the form at makewokegobroke.click, well, we need to set the appointment with you so we can walk you through it, get you going, get that habit of supporting American-made American products that are supporting American families and American jobs, get you doing it so we can take our money away from the woke that are trying to to destroy America. Folks, we have a country to save. It's that simple. And we have to save our country from socialism. Please consider joining us at makewokegobroke.click. Now to the program. Cut Cut the the crap. crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media? In the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd, Cut the Crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive Massive mental mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to Cut the Crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listen to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Okay, let me give you some background, guys. Back in May of 2022, there was a World Health Organization legislator convened what was called the 75th World Health Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. This is where 194 member nations got together to decide on international health regulations. You might have remembered this. This is when uh, people were talking about poopy pants Joe Biden when it started up. And so what happened is you've got to understand that these countries cannot beat the United States of America in a straight-up war. And so their goal is to try to beat us without a war, without firing a shot. And so what they're doing it is through policies, legislations, etc. So what's going on here? Is the World Health Organization, because of this current pandemic, right, that went on, has basically fear-mongered the United States and all of these liberals into thinking, oh, we got a worldwide crisis, we need to operate this better. So what happened is the Biden administration, they'd already been working on it, they sent some amendments to the World Health Organization under what's called the International Health Regulations of 2005. 
And under this uh, amendment, America made proposals or proposals, I guess I should say, to the World Health Organization to allow the Director General of the World Health Organization, which, by the way, these guys are only puppets right now to China, Africa before, but they're going to allow the World Health Organization to decide our future if, in fact, there is another pandemic. And by the way, you know that they've already started professing there is going to be another pandemic. So what this does is this actually sets out not what's good for America, but what the World Health Organization decides is important to America. Literally, this organization, the World Health, kind of takes over uh, something called the Inter- uh, International Atomic Energy Agency. Uh, they're going to roll in the Food and Agriculture Organization the World Organization for Animal Health, and the UN Environment Program. It's all going to be rolled into one entity. And these entities are going to decide, okay, if there's a pandemic coming up, what are we going to do in America? Yeah, think about that. People that have really nothing to do with our country and World Health, which only steals money, from the United States of America is going to decide how America can respond. They are going to decide the contingency plans of how do healthcare workers move in the United States? What do they, what do they respond to, not respond to? Uh, How are the supply chains going to be facilitated? The world health will set travel restrictions They'll actually also set trade restrictions, trade restrictions to make uh, provisions to, and it's all under protecting us. They're going to be able to make trade restrictions to protect supply chains for the manufacturer and the transport of supplies. And they're all supposed to do this in a timely manner given what they call evidence-based measures to prevent the spread of disease. Well, let's look at this in the time of pandemics as we know it. Did anything get stopped? Did anything get not spread? Not at all. All it did was destroyed, literally destroyed the American economy. So how is it that people on distant shores can decide what's right for us? Well, you're right. They cannot. This is the same organization that, and you can measure it by this, Biden appointed Dr. Anthony Fauci as the U.S. representative to the WHO, to the World Health Organization. Our representation there is Anthony Fauci. This agreement will authorize the WHO as a global entity that when they see fit, they can declare an international health emergency. It completely forfeits the medical sovereignty of the United States. 
it completely nullifies the U.S. Constitution, and it completely nullifies the powers in our nation of the state. See, the who is going to tell us when there is an emergency and how we have to reply to it. And they will actually have the ability to apply force. This is something that has already been pre-decided on by our selected, not elected maladministration. As part of this agreement, what you have to understand is very dangerous. It means that the World Health Organization is going to have dominion over the United States medical system. It is going to have access to all of the medical data and believe it, genetic sequencing of all Americans. This is dangerous because that can be weaponized. And remember, the WHO, World Health Organization, and the World Economic Forum, these are the people that are trying to facilitate the transhumanism agenda. The question is, are we going to allow this happen? You have to understand, they're doing it anyway. This is going to come up for a final signing on February 27th. It's going to be done with the WHO's Intergovernmental Negotiating Body. So who is this world intergovernmental negotiating body? You know why it sounds a lot like a one world government is because it is. This was set up. They had their second session in December 2021. They did this as a way to draft a negotiated convention or a member agreement with in in accordance under. Now, here's what it is. It's an, an instrument under the Constitution of the World Health Organization, not the Constitution of the United States but the World Health Organization. They say it's to strengthen pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response, uh, all based on principles of inclusiveness, transparency, and efficiency. Inclusiveness, where does that fit in a pandemic? See, this is, again, how all of this new world order is coming down. These people are not the United States of America. These are people that grift off of the United States of America. They are going to decide how we respond. In fact, that's what this new meeting that's coming up in February and added to the WHO Constitution is because they're deciding to agree on the next steps that they say are towards a historical legal instrument. Long ago, these organizations have been dissolved and then they get restarted again. It is about putting everybody in a one world order. This is all about control. Now, what it does is it's going, because of our mail-order mileage administration, it gives them upper rights over us. It literally means that these rights 
of the world health will supersede ours. Now, I believe this is just another step in creating a one world government. And it's funny, you have to remember like uh, human rights uh, campaigns and the people that sit on these committees are the very people that actually do the worst for human rights. It's kind of how they make themselves feel good and look good. But think about this. Let's read this statement. Fellow IMB Bureau co-chair, Ms. Matsoso, said the government representatives stress that any future pandemic accord would need to take into account equality. Strengthen preparedness, ensure solidarity, promote a whole of society and a whole of government approach, and respect the sovereign nature of countries. How can you do this if it's a whole of society or a whole of the globe first? You can't protect the sovereign nature of the states. But where does equity come in? This is all part of the tearing down of the United States of America with the co-chairs coming out of the Netherlands and South America. Those are the people heading up this. The regions, there are six regions, Africa, Americas, Eastern Mediterranean Europe, Southeast Asia, and Western Pacific. Would you turn over your health to a foreign body that wasn't in your nation? Would you turn over your health to an organization that says there are too many people on this planet and therefore the people are killing the environment and therefore the environment comes first, not the people? All of this was negotiated out long ago. Part of this selected, not elected government is rolling us into this. If China really wanted to hurt America, what if something was introduced here that was called a pandemic or epidemic, and they could just shut down, should we say, the United States, because that was ground zero. And they get to determine how long we are in lockdown or how long we are tainted. Do you think China would make the best decisions in regards to the United States of America and its citizen? Now, what's going to happen here is once America officially signs onto this agreement, we will be completely, and I'm talking 100% at the mercy of the globalist organization the very globalist organization that helped the Chinese Communist Party cover up the original COVID-19 outbreak in Wuhan. Under the terms of this agreement, it would mean that the World Health Organization has the exclusive power to both declare and manage a global pandemic emergency. 
Once this agreement is signed, what it means is if a health emergency is declared, then every signal signatory, that's the 194 countries who sign, must submit to the exclusive authority of the World Health Organization. This includes their recommendations of what must be done on treatments, lockdowns, government surveillance, and vaccine mandates. Now, of course, just like any other document this maladministration selected, not elected, does, the Biden maladministration is not submitting this to agreement for Senate approval. The reason they're getting around this is because they are not calling it an official treaty, despite the fact that it has the complete, full effect force of being an international treaty. Now, here's why I bring up the treaties. See, we have the treaty clause in Article 2 of the United States Constitution, and it dictates that the president of the United States is the one that negotiates treaties with other countries or political entities, and he signs them. However, these signed treaties only enter into force if actually ratified by at least two-thirds, 67 members of the United States Senate. Now, at the moment, uh, you know, there's various treaties in a year. By the way, uh, a nation like ours can enter into more than 200 different treaties or international treaties any uh, given year. The question is, and I think you would agree, is could they get past that another nation decides the wellness of our nation? Many believe this is why the Biden administration is doing this agreement, which has all the binding effect of a treaty, but doing it in a way that they circumvent having the Senate sign off on it, because I think they frankly know that even with their current margin in the Senate, there, there is no way they could get a clear 67 votes to force this onto America. You know and I know when the government will force things on you outside of agreement, that's when you have a rogue, dangerous, malicious government with malintent against its citizens. And that's where we are. I've got more. Hang tight. I'll be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Hey guys, it's Jovan. Just a couple things before we start. I want to thank you for being part of my Locals supporter group. 
And I am still on the mission to get about 3,500 new full supporters for our work here on Locals. I take very seriously my job to make you the smartest patriot in the room. And with that, we hope we provide incredible content to you that's meaningful to your life and helps you fight this war. I'm asking if you have the ability to spread the word about my locals, especially spread the word to people about becoming a full supporter of my locals channel. To support all of the data evidence that we created forensically for Maricopa County, Arizona, costs us about $16,000 a month, month in and month out, just to house that data. If we can get about 3,500 new full supporters here on Locals, we will have covered that expense. So we would appreciate any help you can spreading the message to people to become a supporter of our work on Locals. Now, additionally, in this fight to save America, if you haven't already checked out makewokegobroke.click, it's not .com.click, I really encourage you to do it. The results are amazing. It is so refreshing to see America's fighting back. And even just our small fraction of this has been able to take away $50 million getting Americans just to switch their habits from these woke corporations to American-owned, family-owned, American-made. This is a blessing for America this could be a blessing for you, too. It's a very simple program, but it is the way we fight with our dollars. It's not about buying new things or even more things. It's just about making the conscious choice to not have your money go to the woke corporations. We'll walk you through it personally. If you've already filled out the form at makewokegobroke.click, well, we need to set the appointment with you so we can walk you through it. Get you going. Get that habit of supporting American-made American products that are supporting American families and American jobs. Get you doing it so we can take our money away from the woke that are trying to destroy America. Folks, we have a country to save. It's that simple. And we have to save our country from socialism. Please consider joining us at Make Woke. Go broke. Dot click. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. So you understand some of the mechanics on treaty is I think it's important. Going back to the treaty clause in the Article 2 of the United States Constitution, it dictates that the President of the United States, he gets to negotiate treaties with other countries or political entities, and he signs them. I can't imagine our current administration under Biden really negotiating anything, maybe being told yes. Now, signed treaties only enter into force if ratified by at least two-thirds 
said that's 67 members of the United States Senate. The, just so you understand, on a technicality, the Senate does not ratify treaties. Uh, it really only approves or rejects the resolutions of ratification submitted by the Committee on Foreign Relations. Now you understand why the Foreign Relations Committee was so important, where we had those wackadoodles on them. Of course, they'd be pushing this through. Now, if it's approved, the United States exchanges what's called instruments of ratification with the foreign powers. So just so you have a kind of a rule of thumb, between 1789 and 1990, the Senate approved more than 1,500 treaties. They outright rejected 25. There were 85 treaties that were withdrawn because the Senate did not act on them. As of December 2014, there were 36 treaties signed by the president that were awaiting actions by the Senate. So they all kind of, you know, they can languish, should we say. There's many treaties starting back from the 30s that you can still read on the books, United Nations or the International Labor Organization, all this other stuff that kind of out there. This has been tried many, many times. It just worries me that in our current environment, these things which tend to, should we say, lean socialist, can literally change the face of our nation. But the Biden administration in this one is doing it differently. They're not going to submit this for Senate approval. And it's simply because they're just not going to call it an official treaty. Besides the fact that it has all of the effects of one. This is a unconstitutional maneuver. It's the same way that the Obama administration was able to weasel around the original Iran deal because they used similar legal reasoning. Well, it wasn't a treaty. It was just this type of agreement. Federal courts uh, are probably not going to uh, do anything about this at all. Um, there are many uh, Supreme Court issues that have been decided. And the Supreme Court many times has ruled that treaties do in fact supersede state laws. Let me read that again. The Supreme Court has ruled many times that treaties do in fact supersede state laws. And it's also been ruled that our executive branch can reach those executive agreements without the Senate consent and therefore can be legally binding with, in fact, the force of treaties. Now, the question is going to come, does our Supreme Court, who may or may not be reliably conservative, will they stand with us? Will they break from that precedent and will they uphold the constitution of our nation with no regard to what happened, kind of, should we say, illegally in the past? Now, I want to move on to the use of the word equity in this wording. In order to get all of these 194 WHO member states to agree, they had to agree on the term of equity. Now, I'll give you an example. Some rogue country in the Congo 
wants to be able to have as much agreement authority as the United States of America. Now, the rogue country, let's say, as example in Congo, might murder its people to get something done. United States, we hope, wouldn't. But in their terms of equity, under the banner of the world together equitably, it means in this, it's called a zero draft, it grants the World Health Organization the power to declare and manage this with equity. It basically means that many countries who would love to see America go down get to establish an equity claim that, hey, America's putting us in jeopardy. We want that pandemic to stay there while it's in America. Can you see how this can work against us and what's good for ourselves as a sovereign nation? That's why equity in many ways is a workaround clause to create disruption and chaos. It means in this equity clause to the world to work together equitably, it basically means that the World Health Organization, they get to establish what are the treatment regimens. These are the same people that wouldn't agree to ivermectin. Or they get to establish all regula- regulations, lockdowns, even including crimes or penalties, at the government level for how should we do a lockdown. Or they can actually mandate a vaccine. Do you understand that they could declare something's going on in the United States of America and that it's threatening the world? And under the threat of the world, the United States of America must in fact comply and take vaccines. They also get to dictate the global supply chain. And they are the ones that are charged with both monitoring and surveilling the populations. You might not accept it as an American citizen to have the American government spying on you. But this is another way that our government, like they use the ruse of a public-private partnership, is able to push that off to somebody else and give them the authority And then we have our government saying, well, hey, we can't do anything about it. We uh, agreed to this. By now, you're saying to yourself, oh, my God, we're in a world of hurt. How can they enforce this? Well, what's interesting is these people, deep state, whatever you want to call them, have thought their way around this entire position. Many of these member states know we have a constitution. So what our government, our current selected, non-elected, maladministrative government has done is they have agreed to part of this zero draft that states, per international law, treaties between countries must be ratified by the national legislators thus protecting the rights of their citizen to consent. You say there, look, yeah, okay, great, my government has to agree. Hold on. It also says in the same draft that it has a clause that the accord will go into effect on a provisional basis 
As soon as it is signed by the delegates of the World Health Organization, therefore it will be legally binding on members without being ratified by the legislators. Instead of being willing to leave this in limbo like other things, they have basically set in, it's like a negative option, folks. You're in it. We're going to enforce it, whether you like it or not, until you get to the point that you sign it so we can enforce it. The Biden administration has agreed to this. You know, you might ask yourself, what can we do? There are a few things we can do at the moment. Congress can impeach Biden over the fact that he is not doing his constitutional duty. That he is not making sure that this benefits the United States of America. This potentially has the ability to put America in a death lock of being cut off from outside supplies and support under this treaty. This is why over many years people have tried to get rid of things like the UN or the World Health Organization. Anytime you are the top superpower and you let all of the smaller nations have control over you, I believe you're only asking for trouble. So let's take a cursory look at the top 34 executive board positions of the World Health Organization. I'm only going to give you the countries that are represented. These are the leaders of the 194 countries that will decide the fate of the United States of America. The countries are Botswana, Ethiopia, Ghana, Guinea-Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, and Singal, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Paraguay, Peru, United States of America, India, the Maldives, Timor-Leste, Belarus, Denmark, France, Republic of Moldavia, Russian Federation, Slovakia, Slovenia, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, Afghanistan, Morocco, Oman, Syrian Arab Republic, Yemen, China, Micronesia, Japan, Malaysia, and the Republic of Korea. Maybe one of the first things you noticed out of those 34, there are exactly one, two, three, four, five allies, true allies of the United States of America. I want you to think about those odds for a moment. I want you to think about some of these countries such as, well, should we say China or Afghanistan, Oman, Yemen, and how they deal with their people or how they make decisions. 
Do you think we could trust decisions for the United States of America just left to those 34 executive board members who literally have no experience in the United States of America other than maybe envy, but that they would make the decisions for us about what they felt was best for us as Americans. See, in that mix of 34 executive board, there is only one that can speak for the United States of America. That's the same people who, you know, well, appointed Fauci to it. Do you think we could ever get treated equally or with respect? Do you think we could ever get treated uniquely in a line with our liberties and freedoms? Do you think we have the same liberties and freedoms uh, that other countries on the board have? Do we have the same liberty and freedoms, let's say, as Colombia or Denmark or the Russian Federation or Yemen or Morocco or Afghanistan or China or Malaysia? Of Of course not. You can see how this is wildly upside down. So here we are again dealing with this myth of equitable and inclusive. And you can see how those words can be misconstrued. When you think about Anthony Fauci negotiating this on our behalf, do you think these decisions are good for Americans or what's good for the pharmacological big corporations out there who are deciding everything? For me... I do not trust this. For me, I think this is ripe for abuse. One of the things we do know about is the fact that all countries who eventually fell to socialism seem to always have had a pandemic of some sort that has driven the people into fear a crisis that has driven people to fear, and a crisis that somehow helps institute a new government. In this case, the crisis may be helping to push us into a one-world government. This entire agreement is being billed as a United States and World Health Organization strategic dialogue. They say it's a platform to maximize the long-standing U.S. government World Health Organization partnership and that it is to protect and promote the health of all people around the globe, including the American people. As for me, I have lost confidence in the American healthcare system. 
It may have been a few. It may have been many. But I think we learned during the pandemic that greed potentially overcame everyone. I think we found during the pandemic that America capitulated to outside forces in managing itself that caused the United States of America to stay in lockdown longer than it should have. I cannot find any reason that we should be considering this. I cannot find any reason that this should be set up, but it does concern me that the World Health Organization has already started announcing there is another pandemic coming. For me, it's more than just a mild curiosity. I believe that some of these countries experiment on their own citizens. I believe African countries have done it forever. I find it interesting that just this month, there are hints of a new pandemic potential outbreak called the Marburg virus. Have you heard of the Marburg virus? Well, it's a very deadly virus, and it has been suspected to have infected 25 people in Equatorial Guinea. Oh, yes, that's where one of these executives are from, that Central African country. It infected 25 and killed nine. Before that, there had been only 15 previously confirmed Marburg outbreaks. This is a brand new one. It's kind of in the same family as the widely known Ebola virus. But Marburg is much more rare and often very much more deadly hemorrhagic fever, if you could imagine that, over Ebola. Fatality rate, depending upon the outbreak, can go to 90%. It's got a minimum, an average fatality rate of 50%. What's interesting is it comes from the same green monkeys. Oh, that's right, where you heard of Fauci and AIDS and green monkeys way back when. Yep, it was first documented being transported to human from African green monkeys the same way, the same way that AIDS came to us. And interesting enough, the other reservoir containing this is, well, bats, which is what we heard about in China, originally coming from bat viruses. They say this one can pass on to humans and non-primates. It does spread between people, especially when you share bodily fluids or contaminated objects like bedding, clothes, or medical equipment. The incubation is between 2 and 21 days. 
begins with fevers, chills, headache, and muscle aches. Then a rash develops, followed by nausea, vomiting, chest pain, a sore throat, abdominal pain, diarrhea. And then it leads to system-wide failure due to organ inflammation and internal bleeding, ultimately death. There is currently no approved antiviral treatments or vaccines for Marburg, unlike Ebola. The last outbreak led to 252 documented cases and 227 deaths. That was in Angola. Oh, there's another one of those countries. Between 204 and 205, the second largest outbreak was 128 people dead, where it infected 154 in the Democratic Republic of Congo between 98 and 2000. How can authorities predict that another one's coming in five to ten years? How would they know? Why are they planning this? I believe this is all in population preparation. I have personally become convinced more and more every day that aside from us being in a digital war war, a true World War Three, that we potentially are actively being culled from this planet by nefarious forces. It stands to reason that if you can predict the pandemic, you can control the pandemic. But in this case, the control is just not having the medical supplies. It's about controlling everything, the people of the country. Therefore, I believe when you look at what they want to control compared to how they would control the disease, it's all about gaining control of people, not the disease. I believe we're looking at using disease to gain control over people. Folks, this is why we need to pay attention. We put these elected officials in office. They've done this to us. We've allowed it because we've allowed our ballot to get out of control. We've allowed this because we've allowed ourselves to be shamed and put in the corner for wanting to talk about politics and religion. This all happened on our watch. You never truly believe that you're the one age in a civilization that will see your country fail. But folks, I believe in many ways we're here. We're seeing this clearly, maybe for the first time in history. Maybe we're the first generation ever that has been awake enough, enlightened enough, and have media at our fingertips that we can see it. We certainly have more information than our grandparents or great-grandparents did. The question is, folks, what are we doing with this information? If we are the greatest civilization of people with the access to the most information and education, why are we falling 
for these liberal tactics? Why are we not pushing back harder? Why are we not standing up and trying to get control of our own money? We're not even controlling our own purchases. That's how lazy we've become. This isn't going away, folks. This is not going to fix itself on its own. This is only going to be fixed when you, the listener, have had enough and begin to push back with what you can push back with, and that's your voice, your eyeballs, and your money. You've got to speak up, but you've got to avert your eyes from the mainstream media and big events and probably even sporting events to let them get the message, your eyeballs are not for sale anymore. Stop watching the shows. They won't get advertisers, folks. The money won't flow through the system. Last but not least, control your own money with your purchases, but we are have become too complacent that we don't want to change anything in our lives. And that's the perfect formula for disaster because we're not even willing to look at our lives, change our habits, change what we buy and where we buy it from. When the whole plan is laid out in front of us, we're still not acting. By the way... That's why they even go to these steps, folks. That's why this big, bad cabal and deep swamp are doing it in your face. Is because they know even when you're faced with it, even when you can see it happen to you, your children and your grandchildren, most people will never, ever stand up and speak up. Most will never show up and practice what they want others to preach. They'll gladly wait for others to save them. The sad state of affairs is, folks, nobody's coming to save you. You are your savior. You are the cure to this pandemic. You are the superhero you have been waiting on. You are the army you have been praying for. You're the cure for this sickness. All you have to do is show up, stand up, and speak out, and take control of your three votes and starve them the deep state and the cabal of your time, your energy, and your money. If not now, when? If not for you, whom? If not for your kids and grandkids, how can you expect others to save them if you won't even cut the crap? Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program. It's a movement, the right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. 
And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Jovan Hutt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut, cut the, the crap. crap. I know, folks, you're stressing over our mail order maladministration government. We have selected, not elected. I'm encouraging you just try out two things that I'm doing to stay ahead of the, the stress, which feels like it's killing us besides killing our nation. Do yourself a favor. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. You're going to change your pillow and sheets anyway and get new ones. Why don't you support an American company, an American cause? If they'll use your promo code Jovan, you're going to get extra special savings because you use the promo code Jovan. I'm telling you. I used to take two hours or more to get to sleep and only sleep for a few hours. Now I'm asleep. I'm telling you, 15 minutes or less, I'm out like a baby. And that's because of MyPillow.com forward slash Jovan. Use your promo code Jovan. I guarantee you'll be happy you did. The other part of it is part of having good sleep and keeping up with the stress is to have good nutrition. Do yourself a favor. Go to FilledUpGreens.com. Use your promo code Jovan there. Think about this. All your vitamins and stuff you need. Full spectrum essential vegetables and fruits. It's vegetables and fruits. That's it. It's powdered. Very finely powdered. One scoop. I mean, you can even eat the stuff. You can sprinkle it on cereal. You can use it in baking. It's your vitamin in powder form. Instead of pooping out the pill form, which does no good for your body, take it in the powder form. One scoop, put it in water, shake it up, boom, boom, 10 minutes, you're done. But I'm telling you, I can feel it immediately when I do it. I can feel my body going, thank you, thank you, thank you. Imagine how well I'm doing with great sleep and great vitamins. It's about the only way I'm keeping up with this horrible stress in my life with the audits and election integrity. Do me a favor, go to fillthegreens.com. Your first order, use your promo code Jovan. You're going to get 15% off. And if you do a regular shipment, you'll get another 10% off. Do it now, folks. Take care of yourself.